and we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Good morning. It's Monday. Great way to start off your week with a nice Ryan Graves podcast. What? Uh, head on over to the High Button Sports website. The website is called highbuttonsports.ca. Uh, pick yourself up a quarter zip. We got them made with Champion. Good quality. It has the high collar on it, so when you're stuck here in Canada in the winter, that high collar is going to keep you warm. It's going to keep the wind off your neck. And you're going to feel good, but most importantly, you're going to look good. Uh, we also have long sleeve white shirts. We have long sleeve green shirts. And I'm pretty sure UPS said that we're getting hats ordered in or delivered today. So maybe check later on the website today around, I don't know, 5 o'clock. And there could be some new hats up there. UPS said the hats would be here today. So I don't know. Just keep an eye out for those uh, baseball hats coming in soon. Uh, and yeah, the website is highbuttonsports.ca. And uh, once again, we appreciate all the support that our listeners, uh, you know, do for us by, you know, clicking like on Facebook, clicking share, liking a post on Instagram, buying some of our merch, just interacting with us. That's all we can ask for. And we appreciate everything, uh, like I said, that you guys do. And in return, we, we work our bag off to give you guys the best entertainment that we can. So uh, yeah, once again, thank you very much. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, use the promo code HB Sports to get 20% off your order. Personally, I like the Lawnmower 3.0. It shaves down below around my balls nice and smoothly. It allows me to shave confidently. No nicks, no bloody messes. It's waterproof. I use it in the shower every morning. It charges for up to three hours so I can bring it on the road with me, even though I'm not taking any uh, road trips right now because obviously because of COVID, but once I do take my road trips, you better believe I'm taking my lawnmower 3.0 with me, okay? So remember, head on over to the website right now, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Manscaped is redefining how men groom down below, okay? Great product, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HBSports. And we are going. Welcome. Here we go. Ryan Graves. Very, very, very excited to get this guy on the podcast. Right now they're on a California road trip and uh, they had a day off. So I shot him a message. I said, listen, Gravy, do you mind coming on the podcast? Give me 30 minutes of your time. Good Nova Scotia boy said, absolutely, no problem. Give me the time uh, and the date. And, and we set it up and we had a great chat for 30 minutes. We talked about the NHL and how it's a little bit of a different experience right now. We talked about his roots back in, uh, Yarmouth and how he started up that hockey camp for kids. I think two years back it was, yeah. Cause he couldn't do it this year cause of COVID. Um, so, so we talked about uh, Yarmouth a little bit. We talked about PEI, where he's living right now. We talked about the amazing defense core uh, that they have right now in Colorado with his self, uh, Makar. Uh, they just got the new guy from the World Juniors there, Byram. They got Eric Johnson there. So one of the best D cores in uh, the NHL and, you know, arguably one of the best uh, offensive cores in the NHL with Nate leading the charge. So exciting times for Ryan Graves right now, especially signing a brand new uh, three-year contract. And he just had his 100th game played in the NHL. Uh, you could just tell there's a there's a sparkle in his eye. The guy's happy. He's really looking forward to this year. And you know, I, I, like I said in the in the podcast, I don't want to jinx anything, but I think Colorado they they know what they have in stake right now. They know how good they are, and they know the opportunity that's in front of them. And I love the message 
that Graves was preaching. It's just hard work, head down, and opportunities will come to us. So I loved the way he was approaching uh, this year. He seemed like he's ready to go, and he looks great on the ice. I know those Colorado games are a little bit later because um, we're here on the East Coast, but if you're listening to this somewhere else in the world, I'm sure you're watching Colorado all the time. So, yeah. Anyways, it's a great episode. I'm Justin. We're talking to Ryan Graves. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. All right, Ryan, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you taking the, the time out of your day to do this. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Look, at, have you and your agent sat down and discussed the marketing plan for you to approach head and shoulders for a branding deal? Or is that like the flow is ridiculous, man? It looks great. No, I, I mean, it's just been, uh, you know, quarantine. It gets the best of you sometimes. We, uh, I mean, I didn't see a point to get a haircut during quarantine. I wasn't seeing anybody, so it's just kind of. Uh, it's got it got long and then I just left it and we're gonna let it ride for a bit and uh, I'm not saying I'm gonna keep it forever but for now well the long hair it looks good on you and it's everything's going well everything's going your way you got a new contract you won last night you're in California and I'm sure you got like free room service or something so life's pretty good right now for Ryan Graves though congrats yeah, on that right. nice to get a win last night um, yeah. I had traveling around so uh, it's nice to be playing again though uh, I mean the off season is nice to get home and see family and friends, spend some downtime and relax. But um, it's nice to get going again and play some games. Um, I do want to congrat, uh, give you a congratulations on the contract. That's a that's a, a huge accomplishment for yourself and for your family as well. Um, talk about that process in the summer and I guess how did everything turn out? Um, I mean, obviously I knew it was a contract year last year, um, and then it just kind of had a good year. Um, few fortunate things happen. I mean, being on a good team helps, but um, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a process. You pick away at it all summer with your agent and going back and forth with the team and just trying to find a deal that works for both sides. And um, I mean, I think we found one. Uh, I mean, I, I love it here in Colorado. It's good to be on a good team. And um, I love the group of guys. So uh, for me, what was important to me is just I wanted to, to be around um, for a few years at least. Um, and uh, and to be part of it so uh, i mean i'm happy with it uh i'm so happy to be staying here and 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 be going through this with this group of guys and and hopefully start winning some games and uh, and go on a deep playoff run yeah it's a great fit for you if you you know it's arguably one of the best defensive cores in the nhl with yourself mccarr um what's his name had a great night last night byram he looked unbelievable you got Mm -hmm. johnson there on the back end too like you guys have such a great steady core there of defensemen What's it like for you now being one of those role guys? Because I remember the last time we talked was like two years ago when you were just getting comfortable in Colorado, and yeah. now you're one of those guys. How does it feel to, to have a steady role there in that organization? Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, it's a dream come true. Uh, I mean, I got I, I slide into my role here. I mean, we have some guys, like you said, with Gerard, McCarr, Byram, and, and guys like that that can really move the puck and, and play offensively. But um, for me, it's a uh, defensive game and, and on the penalty kill on the other side of the puck where – um, keeping out of our own net, whereas they're um, dynamic and they make the highlight reels and stuff like that. But you need to, <laughs> you need to round out your decor, so that's kind of where I fall in, and, and I'm happy to do it. You don't. It's not too hard to find you on the TV, man. You're such a big body. It's like you don't even need to see 27 there. It's like, oh, there's Graves, the big body, yeah. just moving people. It's great to have that physical play, man. How long did it take you to get comfortable, you think, with that physical, physical aspect in the NHL? Because it looks like you fell into it pretty quickly. Um, I mean, I was in the American League for a long time, and uh, yeah. we're not a very physical league too. So I think there's a big adjustment when you're 20 coming to junior, um, and then you go into the American League, and that's a big adjustment adjustment physically. Yeah. Um, playing with bigger guys, older, stronger, different game. Um, so I mean, that's why they have it there. You go there, you develop, and 
it takes different guys different amount of time. So it just took me a little bit longer. And, uh, and I mean, it's, it's a huge part of the game and it's a big part of my game. Wicked. How's, uh, how's Byron fitting in, in the dressing room? So how many yeah. games does he have? Two, two games played now? Yeah. Two games. Yeah. He looked really good last night. Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. He, uh, he's a good, he's a good kid. He's, uh, he's always smiling. He's laughing. Um, he, uh, he, he's really likable. So, um, I, I, I hope he, he keeps succeeding and I know he will in the long run regardless. So, uh, he's a good kid and, um, uh, they gotta, they gotta steal with him. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, it must be a lot of fun to play with that decor there in Colorado. Um, I, I was, I'm kind of confused about what happened with Washington and Ovechkin and stuff like that, where the boys aren't allowed to go into each other's rooms. I, I, I thought you guys were allowed to go into each other's rooms and, and hang out. So what is like the rule when you're in the hotel? Because right now you're in California for people listening. Um, so it's pretty strict. Um, we have designated areas where we can go into. Um, we have a little player's lounge where you can go. Um, I think there's a limit on how many guys can go in it, but you're not allowed in each other's rooms. Um, uh-huh. We're not allowed to carpool on the way to the rink when we're at home. Um, things like that. We're supposed to limit our contacts because, um, I mean, it, it's it's there for a reason. And, um, I mean, if one guy gets it, you don't want to be a close contact of that guy. So um, just trying to limit the exposure. If, if one guy does go down, that um, our whole team doesn't go down with it. So um, the rules are set in place. It's tough. Uh, I mean, you're so used to traveling and just hanging out with the guys all the time and being in each other's rooms and going out to dinner and things like that. But, um, it's a different year, and um, it's just we have to all do our part to try to get this thing um, to stay on track and uh, and keep playing games without any issues. So uh, it's unfortunate, but it's a lesson learned for those guys, and um, it's a lesson learned for the rest of us too that um, just to be careful and yeah. how quickly it can happen. So how does breakfast work this morning? Like, do you get room service, or do you guys go to that lounge? Like, how do you eat? Um, it depends on the. It actually depends on each state. Um, state rules. Oh. So when we were in L.A., we had to take our breakfast and come back to our own rooms and eat it. Um, but here we're in Anaheim, so we can eat it in the little cafeteria area. Um, but it's all served for us. We don't reach our hands in or serve ourselves. So it's all pretty contactless and um, limited groups and limited exposure to each other. Okay, sounds good. Um, I want to talk about like the intensity of these games, like watching it on TV from home. Excuse me. Even though there's no fans, it, it, it's such entertaining hockey to watch. And to be quite honest with you, when the season first started, I didn't think that it would be the best brand of hockey, but I was proven wrong. It's unbelievable. I mostly just watch the Canadian division because it's on Sportsnet and TSN here. But watching the highlights in the morning, waking up and watching the West division that you're in and all the other divisions, it's it's intense hockey, man. And like we were talking, trying to schedule this podcast, you guys are busy. So yeah. what, what do you think is due to this intense, intense play? Um, I mean, people wondered that when we came back to the bubble um, for the playoffs last year in Edmonton, and, the, and the people were saying, how will guys be uh, engaged and how will it be competitive hockey with no fans and no atmosphere in the building? But uh, I think people forget how competitive we all are. And uh, I mean, a lot of people can relate to that where, uh, I mean, you're playing in your, in your Saturday evening hockey and, and something happens and you get heated. So you can only imagine um, we're all so competitive that, uh, so it's a little bit different and you definitely lack a little bit of energy with the fans and stuff like that. But as soon as the game gets going and there's a little bit of back and forth and it's physical and um, I mean, everyone wants to win so badly that you kind of forget the fans and the noise aren't there. Um, obviously it's a thousand yeah. times better with fans in the building and a, and a great atmosphere. Um, but everyone's so competitive that it's just, everyone wants to win so bad that uh, it ramps up and um, you kind of don't even notice it. 
how do you feel with these back-to-back-to-back games? Like, do you notice it? Like, right now it's your off day. You just played yesterday, and I think the day before. Mm-hmm. How do you feel right now? Uh, I mean, I'm a pretty young guy, so I feel yeah. like um, I think that's more taxing on the older guys. And uh, for our group, we're a young group too, so uh, we're also pretty – a pretty even lineup so guys can spread out the ice time we don't have a d-man that's playing 30 minutes a night or, or anything yeah. like that where that's that's where it gets really taxing on the body but um for us uh, you can kind of spread out the ice time and and manage your wear and tear so um for us it's it's okay and and we like playing like that uh i mean you don't want to be sitting in a hotel room all the time so um honestly we'd rather be playing games it's interesting how a lot of NHL teams this year at the trade deadline built for depth, but that's to your point. It's how you have a great team, you have depth, and you're able to load the minutes on the ice. You look at Toronto bringing in Joe Thornton, and I look at a guy on your team, actually, um, Sad, who won a, a mm. cup in Chicago. And obviously, yeah. I don't I don't want to jinx anything, but you guys are, you know, you're talked about highly in the hockey community. Has Sad dropped any knowledge on you boys about, you know, what it takes to get to that, to that cup final? I mean there's no secret thing to say or, or anything that you could just do that makes us a contender. It's kind of putting in the work. And uh, I mean, we, we have a good lineup and we know it. Uh, yep. and we're confident in ourselves and, and we embrace being the favorites, um, or whatever they were calling us or, or top three or whatever we were at the start of the season. We embrace that. And it, it's, it's a privilege to have that pressure on you. So yeah, uh, we're, we're embracing it and uh, we need to find our, our stride here and, and start winning some games and, and picking up points so we can get high in the division and, and have a good seating for playoffs. So I yeah. mean, our, our view is is to try to win a Stanley Cup uh, this year, and, and we're not looking past that. It's just uh, we want to take advantage of the group we have here. What's, uh, what's your coach preaching in the dressing room right now? Because it's such a different year. You know, obviously you want to win hockey games. That's the end goal. But what's the message in the room right now from uh, Bednar? Um, a lot of it's just on the process. Um, he's a big one that doesn't judge us on if, if we win or lose. It's how we play the game. Uh, for example, we lost in LA the other night, but we outchanced them um, something like 18 to six during the game or something like that, and ended up losing. Yeah. Um, and on the other side of the coin, we played last night and we didn't play very well, but uh, Mark Goley had a good night and uh, and we ended up winning. So uh, it, that's kind of how hockey goes. But I think the whole process you need to look at how you're playing each game and and evaluate yourself by that. So uh, I mean, we I think we have improvements to make, and, and our game's not where we needed to be yet. Yeah, um, but we're getting there, and we're working towards it, and 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 uh, working towards playing the right way. That it's going to bring us success in the long run. When we had uh, McKinnon on the podcast, actually, did you listen to that podcast? Yeah, I did. Did you? Yeah. Did he say? Did he say anything to you? Uh, uh, no, we we didn't talk about it after, <laughs> but uh, I did. I did listen to him. Awesome. Well, one thing I thought that was cool about his podcast was. Um, he was talking about like his leadership ability inside the dressing room when he first got there compared to now, how he was a little bit nervous to speak up because there was a lot of older guys in the room, like a Ginla and stuff like that. But you guys have such a, a young group right now. And in my mind, when I look at you, you're a, you're a veteran presence in the room. You've been there for a couple of years and you're a heavy set defenseman that people look up to. How do you feel in the dressing room right now? If something needs to be said, do you mind saying something? Uh, I mean, we have a good leadership group, and uh, even though we're a younger team, we have guys like Nate and Landy and, and Saad and, and and Kadri and Johnson and, and guys yeah. like that that are that have been around and been older. And I haven't been around long enough yet to to know the ins and outs of the league, and um, and I'm just kind of a part of the group, doing what I can do to um, to help and and be part of it. But I mean, our leadership's so good that we don't need everybody um, chiming up in the room and. And, t- and and telling everybody what to do we just kind of all buy in as a group and and uh 
and do what we need to do to, to get wins. But um, our leadership group is really good. Landy does a really good job with the room. Um, and then you have guys like Nate that are super intense and, and he, he's kind of our motor that drives our, that our, drives our car. Um, so he, uh, he's super intense and he works super hard and, and obviously on the ice, he's our best player. So, um, he kind of leads by example and, mm. uh, and, and creates the best of everybody. Yeah, it's fun. So you guys are a fun group to watch. I'm happy that you said that, that it's just a good group of people in the room. Cause every time we have someone on the podcast that wins a championship, it's the common thread, just good people in the room, win a championship, know your role. So it's a good yeah. answer. And, uh, Landis Scott, you got the OT winner last night, didn't he? Yeah, he did. That was a nice one. Oh, the wrap yeah. round that three on three has to be some of the most entertaining sport out there. I mean, the three on yeah, three it's, overtime. It's a good change for sure. Uh, I mean, the four on four is cool too, but, uh, the three on three, there's so much back and forth, especially when teams start trading chances. So, uh, I mean, it's a good way to to entertain the fans uh, during the regular season for sure. I bet and they, like the quick guys are just biting to get out there because they know <laughs> yeah. all they need is that one extra step and they could have a breakaway at like the far blue line. Oh yeah, for sure. The guy, some guys are so hard to contain, uh, and Nate, yeah, hardest one of anybody. Uh, his first three strikes are so fast that you lose a step at all, he's gone. What's uh, what's practice like right now in the NHL? Because I'm I'm assuming that you know, you want to consume as much energy as you can. So when it comes to, let's say you do have an off day and you are practicing, how long are the practices and how intense are they? Um, a lot of it would just uh, um, be kind of going through the process of uh, getting getting a feel for the puck and uh, just kind of staying sharp. Um, I don't think we go out there and we, we battle for hours and, and really tire ourselves out. It's more about getting out there, um, going through some systems and things like that, that, um, that we need to work on and kind of implementing things into our system, into our minds, just good habits and, uh, and kind of working off that. But there's definitely nothing overly taxing during the year, just conserving energy for games, especially in a year like this where games are so condensed and um, a little bit more travel and things like that. Uh, games yeah. More often. So practices are usually pretty light, 30, 40 minutes um, and then uh, get on, be sharp and then, and then get off and get your rest for the next game. Is there any keys to like traveling in the NHL to allow you to stay fresh? Because like there's so much travel this year. Actually, what am I saying? I guess there wouldn't be as much travel. Yeah, if I you guess think there's, about there's it, really not as much. Um, I guess we're uh, we're not doing as many frequent trips, but the trips we're going on are longer. So it's um, it's, it's like kind of, it's like baseball. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's more like baseball. Um, so uh, I I mean, you have to be smart with it. You have to stay hydrated and, and make sure you're doing the right things. Sometimes it's tough to keep your sleep schedule with getting in late. Um, this year is a little bit different than that because we're uh, we're not traveling after games as much and going to different cities. We're staying like the like you said, like a baseball schedule. So um, I want to know about the lake. Is it Lake Como or Lake Tahoe? Lake Tahoe game. Lake Tahoe, yeah. What, what are you hearing? What, give me, give me, break a story for me. <laughs> I mean, not much, honestly. Um, we know that we're going to be playing it, and uh, I think it's on the, the 18th fairway, right next to the rink, or next to the to the, to the lake. Um, oh, it's on so, a golf course. Yeah, so I think there's a golf course right next to Lake Tahoe. So I think we're actually playing on the golf course um, right next to the lake. So it'll be really cool. Uh, I mean, it'll be different, uh, pretty authentic with um, being outside. There won't be the big stadium like usual. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's going to be really cool. Uh, obviously, we'd rather have fans there and and uh, to enjoy the outdoor game experience like usual. But um, it'll be cool this, and I'm sure it'll be cool on TV as well. But uh, I feel really fortunate to be part of it. We had the outdoor game last year at the Naval Academy here um, yeah. in Colorado Springs. And that was a super cool experience. Um, I'd never played outdoors before. So um, to be part of that in my first full season in NHL was really cool. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. Are you guys allowed to bring family and friends? 
Uh, we haven't heard yet. I think it's kind of all depending on how things are going in the world and yeah. um, and uh, and how cases are. But um, I hope so. I hope so that we're allowed to bring family and friends for sure. Um, do you know anything about the jerseys? Which ones you'll be wearing, or is that undisclosed? You no, can't I say anything. I, I don't know what we're gonna be doing, but uh, maybe a new jersey, or maybe we'll wear those retro ones that are that are pretty sick. Oh yeah, I forgot about the retro ones. Yeah, because you guys switched yeah. it up this year. You got the blue pants and the blue helmets. What was the overall consensus in the room? What were the boys saying? Yeah, the guys love them. I think they're super cool. Uh, I think it really, uh, really makes the jerseys look a lot better. Um, I think the pants look really nice. I actually didn't know that, and then they sent us home for the summer for the off season uh, with blue pants and blue gloves. And I opened my bag and I was like, "What are these?" I had no idea that we were <laughs> that we were switching colors. Uh, and I was like, okay, these are cool. I, I didn't know if they were for a third jersey or what, but um, they look super good with the jerseys. And uh, the, we're wearing maroon with our retro jerseys, and those look really good as well. Yeah, the maroons. Yeah, there was some pictures of those. Out. They do look nice. Um, yeah, the, the gloves and pants look really good with it. Yeah. Um, I wanted to, So what, what were you doing uh, during COVID? Did you come back to Yarmouth? Where were you? Um, I actually live in Prince Edward Island in the summer in Charlottetown. So, oh, do you? Okay. Uh, originally when the league paused in March, uh, I flew back home and we were there for a few months, um, just kind of waiting it out. Um, doing the same thing as everybody else, really. I mean, we were on pause just like everybody else was home. So, uh, it, it was weird. It was tough to train. It was tough to get outside. Uh, all the gyms were closed and no rinks were open and stuff like that. Um, so it was really weird and different, but it was nice to get to home, um, be around some family, uh, obviously keep your, your, your group pretty, pretty small but it was nice to see some family and friends and then I went back for the bubble um, and then I flew right from the bubble back to Charlottetown again and I was home for a few months before the season started up again. Did you get to spend Christmas at home? Yeah I did actually um, Nate and I flew back on the 26th so it was nice we stayed home uh, for Christmas so that uh, was really nice. Yeah that's wicked. Um, speaking of uh, well, Yarmouth, I guess you, you had a, a camp a couple years ago. Obviously, you couldn't do it this year because of everything that's going on. But you, you had a camp and you had a bunch of kids out from uh, that part of the province. Talk about that and, and what inspired that. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, so it was just um, the original inspiration for it just came because, um, as you know, I grew up in Yarmouth and, and Yarmouth is pretty far from everything. So uh, it's a huge commitment for my parents. Um, or it was a huge commitment for my parents. And it is for a lot of families around there that um, to travel to Halifax or to PEI or, or to Fredericton for hockey camps every summer. That's that's a that's a big commitment financially and and time wise. So I wanted to create and bring a camp back home um, that was close and people could just drop their kids off on the way to work. And I wanted the camp to be high level and, and equal to anything they'd be able to find around the Maritime. So, um, I mean, I've been really fortunate to work with some really really good skills coaches and, and I've been to a lot of camps throughout the years. Um, so I was kind of taking everything that I learned, um, everything that I enjoyed and, and created a camp of what I would want as a kid. And um, there was no, uh, it was all for fun. Uh, I mean, the, the on ice drills and the off ice drills were there's meaning to it and things that I do myself or things that um, really helped me throughout my journey. But yeah, uh, it was fun. We, we, we had two ice sessions a day. Uh, we had a, a small workout. I, we had a yoga instructor come in one day for the kids. Uh, <laughs> they would never do, and, and just and just fun things like that. But every day we played games. We played soccer, baseball, or we played capture the flag, or or things like that. So uh, I think the kids had fun, and, and I probably had just as much fun as all the kids. That's wicked. You know, it's always great for a guy like in your position to be able to give back in that way because you're such a role model right now and in, in this part of the world. So to give back, it's a it's a good look, man. 
Yeah, no, it was honestly, it was awesome. And, um, and post pandemic, I really hope to, to start it up again. Oh yeah. I never, yeah. That's the thing. Like you don't even think about the future. Cause you just, you, you're yeah. uh, at least myself, I'm just so consumed in the world we live in. It's hard for me to be optimistic about the future, but of course, yeah. if you guys do do it again, we'll come down and we'll do some video stuff. We'll cover it oh, for you yeah, guys. For sure. You guys are always welcome. Um, Love it, it. it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was cool. There's some, and it was, it was good for me too, to, to get to know some of the kids in the area. Um, we had everything from Adam kids to Bantam kids. So um, it was nice for me to get to know some of them. Um, I would have, I mean, it's a small community, so I knew a lot of their parents or brothers and sisters and things like that. But uh, it was it was a good opportunity for me to get home, which I don't get get very often anymore and to get to know some of the local kids. Yeah. I was doing some research the other day. I might have messed up on my research. I could be wrong. Did you play one game in junior A for Yarmouth? I think I have more than that. I think I have like three to five maybe. Did you ever um, play against the Metro Marauders in Sportsplex? Um, I don't know if they were the Metro Marauders at the time. Halifax uh, Lions. I did. I played one game um, in Dartmouth at the Sportsplex um, with the Mariners. Yeah, but it might have been the Met. It might have been the Metro Marauders at the time. I- I think it, I think we've played one game against each other. I'm not trying to pump <laughs> my own tires here, but I'm pretty sure because it was back. I did. I was on your elite prospects. It said 2010, and you played. Uh, what said one game, and there was a picture of you in the paper with the orange seats on the sportsplex, and yeah. it was against a bunch of guys that were on my team for the Marauders. So I was gonna yeah. ask. I was like, did you Probably, do you remember? Yeah. Um, that was the game at Christmas time. I was in midget. I was 15 at the time, and. Um, they had some injuries on the junior A team. So I was in midget and, they, and my season was on pause for Christmas break. So they asked if I wanted to come fill in for a game. So obviously I, I loved that and I did. And then I played a few more in playoffs, I think. They had some injuries again. And uh, I mean, I didn't play much, but um, it was a cool experience. And um, I mean, for me, I grew up as a huge Yarmouth Mariners fan. My family billeted the players and oh, yeah. um, so stuff like that. I mean, I, and when you're a young kid as a, as a hockey player, you idolize the local team. Um, so yeah. it, that was honestly, it was something that was really cool for me at the time. And uh, something I'm happy that I was able to do. Well, let me ask you this. Let's say I approached you back then, you're 16 years old, and I would have told you everything that's happening from your life from that moment on to 10 years later to, to now, the contract, the NHL career. What would you have said to me? Would you have believed me? <laughs> I'd have to say no. <laughs> uh, I mean, at that age, I was just playing hockey for fun. Um, I didn't really have any aspirations to play in the NHL. Um, I, I mean, obviously your, your goal is to play in the NHL, but I didn't really think it was a, a real possibility. Um, I was just playing originally cause I liked being around my friends and I, I liked the game. I liked all sports. So I was just playing for that and, and playing for fun. And then it just kind of kept progressing. And then I think the, the switch kind of turned for me in junior, um, when I started to have a few interviews and stuff like that. And it was kind of, well, maybe I could do this and maybe I could play pro and, and maybe that's what I want to do. And then um, you kind of make a few lifestyle changes to, to improve your game. And then um, you just keep growing. And uh, I mean, it's uh, it's been a cool journey for me. I feel really fortunate. What's the one thing that, you know, you appreciate about the NHL that maybe when you were outside in the AHL, you didn't know happened in the NHL. It could be the the travel on the, the private charter planes, the food. It would be the food for me. But well, what, what, what is it that, that you just love about the NHL that maybe you had no idea was a, was a thing when you were outside of it? Um, I don't know. Um, I think for me, uh, playing in the American League for so long, 
I definitely have an appreciation for what the NHL is and how hard it is to get here and um, how fortunate we are to be here and how well they treat us. So, I mean, it, it's a nice life. I mean, we, we travel on charters and, um, and we play in full arenas in front of fans and things like that. But I think the coolest thing is, is playing in a full arena and, and play or playing in a playoff atmosphere in front of a full arena. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things in, in any sport. So uh, I think it's, um, what I feel most fortunate to be able to do. Uh, I mean, all the off ice luxuries are nice. Um, it's something that I a hundred percent appreciate and, and will never grow tired of, but, um, uh, yeah. it's, it's the on ice is what makes it fun and why you do this. Yeah. You'll be back to it one day, man. I think within the year, hopefully the vaccine works and then you'll yeah. get some fans. They already have fans down in Dallas. I don't even know if the West division's in Dallas. So is uh, that no, right? Dallas is in our division this year, but, um, yeah, they have, they have some fans in Arizona too, I think. Oh yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about the McGregor fight. Are you watching it tonight? Yeah, I'll probably tune in tonight. You got some money on it? Who are you going for? Uh, no, no money on it, but I, I love Connor, so like, I'll never root against Connor. <laughs> Man, it, I don't even know anything about the Poirier guy, but it just seems like I, I, I don't know anything about the UFC, but I hope no. it's a good fight. Yeah, That's... I don't fault that closely either, but uh, you should ask Nate about it. He's a big UFC fan, he follows it pretty closely. Is he? See, that's the oh, that's brutal that you guys can't watch it together. Like, that's the best part about road trips and hockey. I'm sure even at the NHL, it's just being with the boys, watching stuff. You know, it's, yeah. it's the best no, part. It's definitely it's definitely tough and weird not to be able to go hang out with guys and, and be in the room. So we can go for walks and okay, okay. Can't go into, you can't go into any restaurants or stores or anything like that. But yeah, if you want to walk on the sidewalk with with one of your buddies, you can do that. So it's not super strict, but um, there's definitely a lot of regulations to keep us safe. So what does an off day look like you look like for you right now? Like we're going to hang up on this call. What are you going to do for the rest of the day other than watch the fight tonight? Um, not much. It's raining here today. So uh, I'll probably just uh, watch the Netflix and maybe, <laughs> maybe read a little bit of my book. But uh, What book are you reading? Uh, it's called Red Notice. Um, I just started it. Uh, it's about uh, an investment banker who, who embarks in the world of Russia and, and how crooked it is over there. And I guess he finds himself in some trouble. It's a true story. So. Cool. I'm just kind of getting going. It seems pretty good so far. Um, so uh, it's pretty good. But I'll probably watch a little bit of Netflix. Maybe if the rain stops, I'll go for a walk. Um, but it's nice to get a little bit of warm weather here. Um, so try to enjoy the outdoors if I can, but we'll see. What's it like in Denver right now with the restrictions? Can you eat in restaurants? How, how are the laws different there? Um, they just uh, moved us to the orange zone. So we can. there's 25% capacity in restaurants. But uh, we're not really going out right now. Uh, yeah trying to be smart with it just uh as the season started it's not just your own time anymore there's the whole team's kind of depending on you so uh, a lot of the guys are just going home grocery store back home and and trying to be pretty smart with it so uh just like on the road uh, on the road we have all the rules where we don't have those rules at home yeah um, obviously you're in your own home and things like that but um people are trying to be smart just because um everyone here is super invested in this team and wants to win and, and we don't want any setbacks that's the thing. If you're surrounded by people that have the same mindset, it's easy not to slip up because everyone just wants to win. Everyone wants to keep playing hockey. So if one guy's slipping, it's like everyone's just going to be on. I'm like, no, come on, relax. Let's go. Let's play hockey. Yeah, exactly. It's a good atmosphere here. And it's kind of the same with everything, whether it's uh, being in good physical shape or how your game is or anything like that. It's, uh, everyone is uh, is keeping each other going and, and keeping each other honest. Um, I got to ask about Makar again. I think, I, I don't know, I asked Nate about him, but how is it playing with him? I know you guys are D partners right now. Last night you started together. Um, yeah, so we, um, I mean, we've been switching up a lot, but uh, we yeah. played together the majority of last year. Um, this year we've been uh, mixing it up a little bit just because our decor is so deep. But um, 
he he's unreal. Uh, I mean, the the guy is uh, is super talented, and I think Nate said he thinks he's going to win a Norris, and I 100% agree with that. The the guy is so good. He's he's an elite skater. He's got great puck skills. Uh, he's got an elite shot. He's got vision. Uh, he is the whole package, and he's he's a big guy too. He's he's pretty physical. Is he uh, okay? So, yeah, he is. He, he, uh, I mean, a lot of times you see the offensive defensemen and they're and they're smaller yeah. and they're and they're um, uh, you, maybe you worry about them getting hit or anything like that. And with Kale, he's he's a thick guy and he's pretty physical. So uh, I mean, he's an he's an elite defender and, and he's our best defenseman by far. Man, you just keep pushing him the puck, you get an extra like twenty points. You're like, there, here you go. <laughs> yeah, you just slide it over. Yeah, that's all you got to do. No, he's a lot of yeah. fun to watch. But the, the whole team's fun to watch, man. And I don't want to sit here and praise you and go, like, Cup Stanley, but it's it's just hard not to look at all the Maritimers on that team or the Maritime roots, excuse me, and just not cheer for you guys. It's uh, as much as a Toronto Maple Leafs fan here in Nova Scotia, Colorado Avalanche are equally just as talked about here in this part of the world. So I, mean, I wish you the best of luck. And I, I don't, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to jinx anything, but just no, good luck. That's okay. Uh, I mean, and we know the expectation we have it on ourselves. So yeah, uh, I appreciate it. And obviously I appreciate all the people back home and uh, we're going to make our best effort to, uh, to put a successful season together. So we'll see. Awesome. Well, Ryan, man, thank you very much for taking the time and joining us. I really appreciate this. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Good luck. Came a long way feeling on dirty bitches. How I'm up in Dubai section with 30 bitches. Pull up some monkey bars doing crunches on dirty benches. The hood was watching me drown. They wasn't sturdy niggas. Shit about to get real. Everyone getting old. I watch niggas finding therapists and liquor stores. Some of my niggas got jealous. They see they man rolls. New Year's Eve, whole kitchen with the Van Goghs. Last time I seen Niffy Hustle was on that evening. Family fly out to see me because niggas be creeping. I off the fam like Fredo with them niggas weekend. I can feel the resentment every time niggas speaking. They congratulate you, then they let the anger sink in. Sleep, one eye up, you never see me blinking. Man, I just flex harder so they see me blinking. Bow down to the Lord, I left you niggas breathing. Mama out the hood and fish straight bullets. And my accountants, they jerked me. I let my mama do it. My bank account wasn't moving. I was just feeling useless. Well, let me prove it. My stepmother told my brother that I couldn't do it. You wouldn't be as big as Rocky when it come to music. But I didn't listen to her. I just drifted through it. I just took the odds against me and I risen through it. Take it back to them contracts and I'm fishing through it. Renegotiate, I'm beyond rap. Let's get into it. First rapper face for Tiffany said, fuck the jewelry. Songs getting over a billion streams. My hits are beautiful. On a level where everything is a trap now The propaganda bring you up to bring you back down How you gonna kick a leader of ASAP out? I keep my foot on these niggas' neck till they pass out I done Breathe, been niggas. from hood nights to stage lights Through it all, never blinded by the brights These feet marched in the streets On God, I'm still me, just living at sweet I done been from hood nights to stage lights Through it all, never blinded by the brights These feet marched in the streets On God, I'm still me, just living at I'ma make it hot. I'ma keep rising to the top. 